you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah, let's talk some football. You know me, I'm Kyle Branch. You know Will Salva. You know Tom Pelissero. But making his GMFB hosting debut from UConn, nine years in the NFL, the Man to Man podcast, the Everything DB show. He is all about ball, and he also likes F1. It's Darius Butler. What's up, Darius? How you feeling, man? Yeah. I'm great, I'm great. I got to used to waking up this early again, but I'm here, man. I'm loving it. We love having you. We are fired up. We talk ball all year round. Let's do it right now with the lead block. Question for our loyal viewers. Do you like the Tua Tonga-Vailoa? Tyreek Hill definitely does. Tyreek Hill has started a side business, a side hustle, just hyping Tua. You know, last week we heard him call Tua... 10 Matt Moores, which felt gratuitous, but now he's not messing around anymore. He is comparing Tua to the big dog, Patrick Mahomes. Have a listen to this. Who got the strongest arm? Tua or Pat Mahomes? Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, like, I'm, I'm going to go with 1-5 as the, the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So which one would you rather have? The deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Or nah. do you want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run? I want it to hit me right in the bread basket just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. And the rest is history. And again, this is not a shot at anybody. Right. This is just stuff that had to be said. It right? needed to be said. It needed so let's to be said. said. This is a fun way to start a Monday. Let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Tom Pelissero, you've seen and heard it all in the National Football League. What do you think of this comparison Tyreek's making between Tua and Mahomes? Kyle, I think it's natural to be taken aback anytime that you're hearing Patrick Mahomes' name, one of the greatest, if not the best player in the NFL right now, being compared to a guy in Tua Tungavailoa, whose record as a starting quarterback is pretty good, but he's had some injuries. He's had the weirdness of his rookie season going in and out of the lineup, getting benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. But let's just take this objectively here. Let's go to the experts at Next Gen Stats. We're talking about accuracy here. Here's some of the metrics I would look at. Completion percentage above expected. 
Tua Tungavailoa is better than Patrick Mahomes. Ranks 11th in the NFL. Mahomes is 21st. Completion percentage on throws over 20 yards. Tua led the NFL last season at 50%. Now, he threw a lot fewer deep balls, only 30 compared to 76 for Mahomes. But again, pretty high percentage. And then average time to throw, which I think is indicative of what Tua is as a quarterback. It is very much a see it. Get it out. That's what he did really well at Alabama. That's why the Dolphins valued him so highly. They drafted him above Justin Herbert. A lot of the stuff in Miami's offense the past couple of years, it's been getting the ball out quickly. Get the ball into Jalen Waddell's hands. Well, now you have one of the premier deep threats in the NFL. It'll be really interesting to see if those deep throw numbers increase now with Tyreek on board and whether he continues to execute them at a pretty high clip. Hey, Kyle, I love this. I love this for Tua. I love this from Tyreek Hill. This is exactly what uh, Tua needs. You know, he, he got the highest paid player on the team coming down, singing his praises from the megaphone. It's like when you move on, you get a new girlfriend, and you get a new job. You got to make it sound like the best new girl, the best job ever. So I love this, man. The confidence in Tua. You kind of see it rubbing off on Tua as well and his pressures. He's kind of talking himself up more than he ever has uh, in the past. You know, he got a new offensive coordinator, new play caller, new head coach with Mike McDaniels, who's supposed to be this guru. So I love this entire man. You see the same thing going on over in Vegas with Devontae Adams, man. But you got to gas up your quarterback. Your quarterback needs to hear from the wide receiver and the rest of the fans. So I love it, especially as a lifelong Dolphin. I love it down here to see it. Hey, Darius, I am actually going to piggyback off of what you had said in terms of bringing up relationships. This feels a lot like being on a blind date when a mutual friend <laughs> is saying how great the other person is, and then you have this image of them built up in your mind, right? It's an unrealistic expectation that you have in your head. Now, this is the time of year when statements like this are being made, where you hear this. This is a big deal for Tua because who has ever in his pass with the Dolphins really stood up for him, really given him that vote of confidence. Now this does give you a little bit of vote of confidence because if we're being technical, Tua's completion percentage was a smidge higher, a hair higher, okay? Now Mahomes though has also started way more games, 63 to 21, so Tua did improve in every statistical category, if you will, compared to his rookie season, but again, the numbers don't wow you. They don't jump out at you like the ones that Mahomes has put up. But let's keep in mind that Tua has been pulled from games. He's had the competition with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's had different offensive coordinators. Also, the Dolphins were reportedly linked to Deshaun Watson. So for a player of Tyreek Hill's ilk to come out and give him this vote of confidence, I think is huge. He is a big target for a lot of people to, to voice their criticism toward. So I think this is a big deal. And I can't wait for tomorrow's show when we talk about Aaron Rodgers comparing Devontae Adams and Christian Watson together. I cannot wait <laughs> in singing the praises of Christian Watson. I can't wait when we start off the show tomorrow like this, KB. Well, I can't wait either. And you think you're joking. We will. Guys, Tyreek has never <laughs> yes, played a will. game with Tua. What are we doing here running the percentages? This is a hilarious comparison. It's a farcical analogy between the two of them. Tua's completion percentage is high because it feels like he throws it six feet downfield every time. We all are kind of dancing around it. Him hyping Tua over Mahomes is exactly like... Oh, I don't know. You moved to Las Vegas and asked if your quarterback compares talent level to your old quarterback and you say something like this. But as far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar if, you, if, if I'm keeping it real. Yeah, 
It's that simple. If I'm keeping it real. I also, I, I don't know if you guys saw this. It's just breaking right now. Tom, you're probably about to tweet it. Uh, Robert Woods, the wide receiver, went from the Rams to the Titans. And he's saying uh, Ryan Tannehill has a stronger arm than Matthew Stafford. Byron Pringle went from the Chiefs to the Bears. And he says that Justin Fields is more clutch than Patrick Mahomes. And Noah Fant went from Denver to Seattle. He says that Seahawks' Drew Locke is actually more <laughs> naturally talented than Broncos' Drew Locke. So he just goes apples to apples. This is what you do. All these wide receivers got paid or changed places. And they say they're great as their new quarterback is the greatest player to ever live. Let me ask you this, Darius, because you, you were hyping the Miami in your response. Tua yep. seems to be the butt of a lot of jokes, a lot of low-hanging fruit, and everyone seems to kind of be waiting to see what the hell's going to happen with him. Is there any chance, really, this guy comes out and is just incredible, and the Dolphins are 4-0, and and all the Tua stands are saying, we told you so. Like, does he have it? Is he going to surprise people this year? Hey, I think he has it. You don't go top five uh, for no reason. He got thrown in there, uh, replacing Hurts at Alabama. He's used to being surrounded by talent, and now he's surrounded by a similar type of talent in, in Miami now. You got Jalen Waddle, who you brought in there last year. You bring over Tyreek Hill. The thing about Tyreek Hill, he's He's like Steph Curry. He's going to change the entire outlook of that field for Tua. You got an offensive line. You upgraded there. You got a better play caller, we're all assuming. So I think it's definitely uh, some room for Tua to grow and be that guy, potentially even like a Pro Bowl-type player this year. So I'm looking forward to it. I think Darius also brings up a really interesting point about the confidence that you see Tua projecting even in his press conferences. Because this is a guy who, let's be honest, he, he'd been beaten down in certain regards over the past couple of years. Again, going back to being benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick and he was in and out of the lineup. It was hard to tell what was going on. The pursuit of Deshaun Watson that really ate up the entire first half of last season. Yet, the guy's got a 13-8 and record as the starting quarterback. The Dolphins right now plainly want to figure out what do we have into a tongue of Iloa. They hired the coach, Mike McDaniel, who was the guy in the interview process who didn't come in and say, hey, what's the plan for Tua? He came in and said, here's my plan. This is how we are going to win with Tua Tonga Vailoa. We saw McDaniel calling Tua from the airplane when he was headed in for his press conference. Now you bring in Tyree Kill, who said nothing but positive things so far about Tua. McDaniel defending his arm strength a couple of weeks ago, talking about how it doesn't matter if anybody in the NFL could throw the ball 80 yards down the field because no offensive line can protect for that. If you can throw it 60, you're going to be fine. Kyle's absolutely right. You can't compare these two as much as we would like to because Mahomes has won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. He's one of the best players in the NFL. Tua is still a rising young player, but it makes absolute sense for the Dolphins to do everything they can organizationally for two years. It's been Tua is not good enough. We're looking for something else, whether it's a veteran off the bench or a guy in a trade. Now, okay, Tua, here we go. Let's try this thing. And if it doesn't work, we'll evaluate where we're at in 2023. I still maintain that the Dolphins are the most fascinating week one team that you have to tune in to check out because we do not know what we're getting. As far as them starting 4-0 and shocking the world, you start with the Patriots. They have the Ravens, the Bills, and the Bengals. That's their first four. So lock and low. There will be no slow warm-up. Neither will we have one on this show. We got Darius Butler here today. We are off and running. Oh, yeah. We're talking football, and we're always keeping our eye on the world of social media. Currently trending right now. The Tony Awards. The word kitchen and something about an Xbox, which I'm sure is all kinds of fun, but we like to take those topics and spin them around and just make up our own trending topics in a segment that we call Trend of the World. And we have just fake ones that we made up having to do with football. And then I throw them out there and everybody has their whiteboards or any kind of props they want and they respond with what their tweet would be in response to that topic. Let's start, first of all, 
Odell Beckham Jr., Super Bowl champion. Very dramatic scene there in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. He gets injured, but now he's just sitting around. We know he crashed the Sean McVay wedding, but he doesn't have a team, guys. He is a free agent, very glamorous free agent, guy who played really well last year. So let's have our first trend of the world topic be hashtag OBJ best fit. How would you reply to this with a tweet, Tom Palacero? It is the Rams. Odell going back to the Rams, and here's why. Now, of course, they signed Allen Robinson in the offseason. When Odell initially was acquired by L.A. last season, they still thought that they had Robert Woods. He tore his ACL the same week that Odell ended up getting signed. The idea of it being, if you've got Cooper Cup on one side and he's getting bracket coverage and trap man and everything else, you got Robert Woods, you're going to get favorable matchups on the backside of the play, and Odell is the guy who can win those one-on-one. So now, Allen Robinson basically slides into the Robert Woods role. Beckham, who had to do a whole lot more than they ever anticipated because of the Woods injury, could come back and eventually be that same guy. And here's the other thing to remember with Odell. He's going to be on a new team right about the same time he joined the Rams last season because he's coming off of his own torn ACL, suffered a course in the Super Bowl. He's going to be ready probably right around Thanksgiving. So you're not talking about a full season of Odell, wherever he signs. You're talking about somebody who's going to be with you down the stretch and into the postseason, which is where he maybe played the best football of his career, Darius. Hey, this may shock some of you guys, but this Colts helmet right here, this is his perfect fit. He even shot out a little tweet once Matt Ryan okay. signed to Indy saying like, hey, this is a great signing low key. I might, you know, he might have been dropping some uh, nuggets right there, but I would love him out there, man. Uh, we obviously need him. Wide receiver room is pretty young. We got a 37-year-old quarterback with Matt Ryan coming over. This is exactly what he needs. A guy that can win one-on-one matchups. A guy that can take a top off of defense. Like Tom said, especially later in the season after Thanksgiving, you're making that playoff uh, Super Bowl type push. We got young guys in the room. Michael Pittman Jr. going to his third year. Alex Pierce, second round pick in this year's draft. Jim Mercer said he's all in. We have the money. You got uh, Reggie Wayne in there coaching the wide receivers, another New Orleans native. I mean, all, it, it's, it's perfectly aligned. Odell Beckham to Indy. You heard it here first. All right, Darius, this is where I think the best fit is. Green Bay for him. Yes, Green Bay did draft a couple of rookies in Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. But let's face it, for Aaron Rodgers to gain trust with them, that's going to take some time. Now, they did sign Sammy Watkins. They also have a couple of their veterans in there and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. But really, OBJ gives them that oomph. It's a lot of what you had said there, Darius, that he is such a great route runner. He also creates separation. He developed instant chemistry with Matthew Stafford there, and I think he would do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. And let's keep in mind also that OBJ made some critical, critical plays at the biggest moments. And in terms of how he would be in a locker room, was he disruptive in L.A.? No, he wasn't. So I think if they could tread water until he gets healthy, I think OBJ and Packers makes a perfect match, KB. Send him to New England, the land of misfit toys of wide receivers. Let's do it. We've seen Randy Moss go there. It exploded. We've seen Chad go there. It didn't quite explode. Are the Patriots going to just sit by and be like, you know what? Oh, well, I guess the Bills own the AFC East. We'll just sit here and hope for a wild card. Oh, I guess the Dolphins are going to come and blow everybody's doors off because Good Morning Football talks about them morning, noon, and night. No, the Patriots are going to arm up. Go get this guy. He would explode. Give it to Mac Jones. Go take this thing. In the meantime... We have to talk, guess what, about the Dolphins. Let's move on to topic two. We already covered this in the A block, but we're going to do it in every block. Uh, Tyreek Hill said as far as accuracy goes, he would take Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who he's never played a game with, 
over Patrick Mahomes, who he's been to four AFC title games with and won a Super Bowl. So, guys, that's not a terribly popular opinion, either in the NFL or among the fan base. Let's do our second topic of trend of the world, and let's call it hashtag NFL unpopular opinion. How would you reply to this, Tom? I'm going to say the Seahawks can be a playoff team in their first season of the post-Russell Wilson era. When you talk about the NFC West right now, we talk about, of course, the Rams, the defending champs. You got the 49ers who faced them in the NFC Championship game, moving forward with Trey Lance now as their quarterback. The Cardinals coming off of a playoff appearance, still have to work things out with Kyler Murray, but you expect them to be good. Nobody is saying anything right now about the Seahawks, who, when you look at their roster right now, there's a lot of unfamiliar names. But they've got DK Metcalf, again, a situation they got to work out, and Tyler Lockett, receiver. They've got a stable of running backs, including Kenneth Walker, who was one of their top draft picks this year. They hope they got their left tackle of the future with Charles Cross. They brought back Quandre Diggs, who's one of the key pieces on that defense. And without Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, the hope there is you're going to get some of those younger players, including the DK Metcalfs of the world, who are going to be able now to grow into bigger leadership roles. What is back in Seattle right now is the competitiveness. Everything about Pete Carroll's program is compete, always compete. Well, when you have a bunch of veteran players, you may not always have that dynamic. Now they've got a bunch of young, hungry guys, and they are hopeful it's going to be a lot like it was at the start of the Pete Carroll era where they were a surprise playoff team. This is an unpopular opinion right now. It'll get more and more popular as time goes on. Justin Herbert, he'll be the best quarterback in the NFL next year. Not only that, he'll lead his team to the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert, I mean, all the things are aligning once again. He's on his third offensive coordinator, finally going into a season with the same coordinator he had the previous season. He's been lights out since starting his career. Tom Telesco in that front office, they've done everything possible. They could have done this all season to make this team a Super Bowl roster. Brandon Staley, he was a rookie. Uh, last year, super, super aggressive. When you're watching a guy like Herbert playing, I-, I can't blame the guy for wanting to go for it every fourth down. This guy's special, man. From the first time I saw him up until the last game uh, when they lost against the Raiders in week uh, 17, week 18, uh, he's been tremendous. So you got uh, Keenan Allen. He's going to be playing for some of this new crazy wide receiver money. You brought back Mike Williams. Josh Palmer's been developing there. Eckler, offensive line improved. I am all in on the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I know I'm new to this bandwagon. People have been warning me. Hey, every year people pick this team to do this, Darius. Relax. I'm all in. I'm all in here. <laughs> yeah, it must be June. I see your Justin Herbert, and I raise you a Derek Carr. I believe Derek Carr will be the league's leading passer. The reason why I think that is now he is with an offensive-minded head coach in Josh McDaniels. He also is going to have that instant rapport with Devontae Adams, which, by the way, that should be on a bingo board now when we talk about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and their time at Fresno State. So we know what they did there. Also, keep in mind, he's going to have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. He had the fifth most passing yards in the NFL without Waller for six games. And he also didn't have Henry Ruggs as well, who was released. So if you think about it, in that first half of the season, he had something like 300 yards passing that he averaged. So if he can stack that up with the second season or second half of the season, now you're talking 5,000 yards right there, and he could be tops in the NFL. So I stay in the division, and I think that it's going to be Derek Carr who is going to be the league's leading passer, Kyle. You guys will not believe at home A.J. Brown's take on himself. It is one of the sweetest, funniest, hottest takes of the offseason. We'll dissect it right after this. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning, football. All right, so you know A.J. Brown is now with the Eagles, formerly with the Titans. And uh, he was talking, and some fans said, you know, for the love of God, you're a villain, and stay off social media. A.J. Brown replied, for the love of God, to this fan, I was the best receiver to play for your franchise, that being the Titans. Shut up and move on. You mad at the wrong person with a little running guy. It cracked me up reading this. Not that he's really sniping at a fan, but that A.J. Brown straight up says, listen, I was there for three years. I am the greatest Titans slash Oilers wide receiver ever. Shut up and move on. Guys, this is fun. It's the summer. It's AJ getting loose. What do we think of this, Darius? Just go. Hey, you know, I'm not old enough to remember the (laughs) Oilers receivers, but for the Titans, 
The list isn't that impressive. But I got to put Derek Mason over. I remember Derek Mason when I first came into the league. I would say he's the best Titans receiver of all time. Maybe if AJ stayed there for a couple more years, he was a very, very good player for the Titans. They had kind of had a high school offense. You either handed it to 22 or you threw it to 11 when you were throwing the ball. And he carried that weight on the shoulder. I think he'll do great in Philly, but I can't quite crown him as the best Titans receiver, but love the confidence and love even more the back and forth spats on Twitter. I, I love athletes and fans getting into it on Twitter. That's one of my favorite pastimes these days. Oh, AJ, why do that? Why antagonize that fan base who embraced you? And by all accounts, they saw you as humble, not even necessary to get into this with another fan. He had also had canceled that youth camp in Tennessee. And then when the trade was happening, he said, I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. And then there were reports that were contrary to that. He is a great talent. He obviously was impactful there. But when it comes to him and how he compares to other Titans receivers, he hasn't been there long enough. Obviously, he made his impact known when he was hurt this past season, and then he came back. Had that huge game right there against the 49ers. His talent is undeniable. And with the Titans, again, there was so much goodwill. I just think that everyone needs to move on. Darius, I hear you. In this day and age where athletes are able to go back and forth with fans, why not? It makes it fun. It gives us some content. It just feels like, okay, you're now in Philadelphia. Let's let's move on now. Now let's talk about Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. That's where the focus should be on, not about what some random person on Twitter oh, said. God, well. That's just, I don't know. Yep. Just, Beat up on Titans. I think he's better we're, <laughs> we're going back to Oilers sure. history. Ernest Givens and Haywood Jeffries would be two names that people who weren't growing up on 80s and 90s NFL like I was might want to go back and watch because they were fun. It was a wide open offense, great touchdown celebrations. But in terms of the Titans, A.J. Brown has been one of the defining players. Everyone talks about Derrick Henry as being a part of that team. But what A.J. Brown also brings in terms of that physical presence as somebody who's covered them live on a number of occasions, you can feel it when you're in the stadium. You can see the impact that's making on players in the defensive backfields that they're facing. You go back through A.J. Brown's numbers over the past three years since he's been in the league. 17th in the NFL in yards. He is 10th in the NFL in receiving touchdowns despite the fact that he is 30th in targets. Cole Beasley's been targeted more. Robbie Anderson's been targeted more. Tyler Boyd has been targeted more than A.J. Brown because the Titans want to run the football. They want to play good defense. They throw the ball when they need to. Now he goes to an offense in Philadelphia where you would certainly expect between him and Devontae Smith, they're not going to be afraid to open things up. He may get more opportunities. As long as his body holds up, the knee that's really limited his practice time, as long as that holds up, there's no reason to think that we're not going to see the best version of A.J. Brown in 2022 in Philly. Well, listen, if somebody comes out and says, they've been on a team three years and they are the greatest receiver in that franchise's history that is a take and yet is he wrong let's just stop for a second and say like i actually do oh. think he might have a leg to stand on now i don't know about greatest and we were pulling up Derek mason who i always love about statistics year after year but like tom mentioned it let's just look at the Oilers and the and the Titans and like this isn't exactly like a list of legends you got to go back to the 80s so more importantly though has anybody ever seen anybody never mind greatness and stature and, and longevity have you ever seen a better wide receiver just game to game week to week more talented more explosive on the Titans or Oilers 
than AJ Brown? I, I don't know if you have. I actually think it's a really funny take that he went there and might actually be right. AJ Brown was also on the field for playoff games that ended the Tom Brady era in New England and for a win for the Titans, that ended the Lamar Jackson MVP season in Baltimore and a win for the Titans. AJ Brown is incredible. He didn't have the longevity that those guys did. He didn't have the consistency year after the Derek Mason did. But I'm also like scanning the NFL right now to see, are there any current players on a team who are the best wide receiver in that franchise's history ever? And I'm thinking Mike Evans might have something to say about that. I think he dwarfs everybody else with Tampa statistically for sure. But AJ, like say what you want about going back and forth with fans. I think he might have a leg to stand on. I like those guys who came before him, but like I don't think their ceiling was as high. Will, I have never heard a take. You are usually so fun and so creative. And I feel like my dad was on here talking about him going back and forth with fans. In fact, my dad is really fun. Will, why are you so yelling at clouds about this thing? I don't recognize you. I don't know. I just think that they can just get over it. I just think going back and forth with various Titans fans, when he left his mark in the community, he left his mark there as, as a teammate, he left his mark there as a player. I mean, he was a singular talent. I just think that he did yeah. a, a lot of good for that community. And it's just... I mean, I guess for all of us, when we're on social media, we need to have thick skin, right? But it's always that one that maybe has an egg avatar that has two followers. And we're like, boy, that really got to me that one day. And I feel like that was the egg avatar that got to him. All right. Well, Darius, you, you mentioned you said this is one of your favorite things. Now, you're an ex-player. You understand the fans and social media and whatnot. Let's play it forward. Here he enters Philadelphia. Different type of media than Tennessee. Different type of division in terms of exposure and everything. What do you think his fit's going to be like? Never mind on the field. We've talked a lot about that. Culture-wise, Philly, media, teammates, locker room, because A.J., He's a good guy, but he gets a little loose sometimes. What do you think? How does this work out? I think it's going to be awesome. He's in Philly, obviously a, a crazy fan base, going to get a lot more attention being out there. Playing alongside Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, like you said, not on the field, even off the field. He's used to the attention. He played in the SEC, the second-round pick, and now he's one of the highest-paid receivers in the league. I think A.J. Brown will be just fine out there. I think I think Philly fans are definitely going to love him because he plays with that dog mentality. He's a dog. That's what Nick Sirianni is always talking about. We the dog, as Ty Schmidt would say. Yeah. But yes, he is that 100% every Sunday he shows up. So I'm excited for him in Philly on and off the field. Yeah, he's already said that Devontae Smith should be a wide receiver one. So he's already being effusive in his praise of not only Devontae Smith, but also of Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. Look, the Eagles needed a big-bodied receiver like him last season. Just look back at that game where they lost to the Bucks. He is going to fit perfectly. He's going to have a great season there. And I think he's going to have more good times than bad times there. He knows he's entering into the lion's den when it comes to Philadelphia and the criticism that he would be inviting. So what I think is, I think he's going to play his best ball. And I don't think there's going to be many people going after him. Clearly, if there is somebody going after him, he's going to do it. But I think he's going to make an impact there in Philadelphia right away, where I think it's going to negate any sort of criticism. I'm very excited. Uh, I think this offense is going to put you know our playmakers in position to make plays, uh, whether it's post snap, pre snap, um, just giving us you know just giving us looks so we can go out there and and let our talent go and work. Haven't really moved like this since college, so kind of went back and watched a little bit of my college stuff to to see uh, you know stuff I was able to do there. Um, and transition and bring in here and I'm just excited. Dave, Kath, all the guys are offense, all the coaches uh, to be doing an amazing job this camp and uh, we should be taking one day at a time. 
All right, that is a second overall pick. That is a rookie of the year who is looking to live up to big expectations for a comeback this year. Saquon, you could say the same about his quarterback, Daniel Jones, and really the entire New York Giants team. But let's expand it, guys. That's what we do. Looking around the entire league, a player, a team, a fan base, a coaching staff, take it anywhere you want. Who is someone or some people who really, really need to live up to these expectations this year? Darius, who you got? I'm going to go out to San Francisco. Trey Lance, uh, not exactly Steve Young replacing okay. Joe Montana, but Jimmy G, he won at a high clip in San Francisco. And as players, fans, that's the most important thing, winning ball games. Not only are there external expectations, but internal expectations right in that locker room. You know, those guys coming off an NFC championship, already a Super Bowl appearance a couple years ago. Trey Lance, they traded a bunch of picks to get him at three. He's got to step in there and thrive early. And I think you will. So I'll say Trey Lance got a lot of expectations to live up to this year. All right, Darius, I'm going to go 3,000 miles away, but stay with the quarterback position. And I think the expectations are astronomical on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. It's not, is he going to win them a Super Bowl? Is how many Super Bowls is he going to win for them? You know, the key part of it is they have the potential to field a top five offense and a top five defense, playmakers on both sides. What they have to concentrate on, guys, is that number one seed. The team is 3-0 at home, 0-4 on the road in the playoffs during the Sean McDermott era. So that is something they have to work on to be consistently inspired to have the good performances, not the one that we saw against the Jaguars, I think, affected their playoff seating. I'm going to say the AFC West, only because we have talked about this Mm. 8 billion times over the past several months, with good reason. The list of stars that have gone into that division, from Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson to Russell Wilson to Devontae Adams to Chandler Jones, if this is not the most entertaining division in the league, then they've fallen short of the expectations that we have placed on them going into 2022. Tom, you're right how many times we've talked about it, and that brings me to the Miami Dolphins. We start every show, we end every show. If they don't put on a show week one, and I mean specifically Mike McDaniel, let's just put two aside for a second. All we have heard is the genius of McDaniel, the ingenuity of McDaniel. If they don't start the season with a quadruple reverse run for 80 yards and then he chases the game with a very pithy, witty press conference afterwards, we're going to be disappointed. In the meantime, Russell Wilson, will he disappoint? I don't know. Tom just mentioned the AFC West. Is that man a top five quarterback in the NFL? Is he top 10? Is he top three? We'll debate. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now let's talk some AFC West, starting with the Broncos in the lead block. Let's go, guys. You just saw Russell Wilson chatting on the sideline, making plays on the field. The Broncos begin their mandatory minicamp today. It starts today. When he came on this program just uh, about a month ago, Russell Wilson told us he thinks these off-season workouts are so important. Take it away, Russ. You don't win it down the road. You win it today. You win it today. And, uh, you know, when we have this, you know, meeting here at 8 o'clock or whatever it is, uh, that's when we can start winning it. And you got to win it one moment at a time, one, one play at a time, one, one little note at a time, and, uh, and one little day at a time. And then as you do that, uh, you give yourself the best opportunity to be successful over and over again. And so that wild obsession with the process and not the end result is the key. And so we're doing that right now. All right, guys, it feels right. Russ looks great. He talks so beautifully. And when he gets into that motivational mode, the Broncos logo looks right. But let's uh, let's get down to brass tacks here. It's June. Let's launch some scuds. Do we think that that's a top five 2022 NFL quarterback? Top five. Rare error with all this great young talent. We love him. We're rooting for him. We think he's going to do well this year. But, Will, top five. There are five spots. Do you believe Russell Wilson this year will have one of them? I definitely do think he will be in the top five. You can debate on which number, maybe number five, but he will be top five. The reason being is that Russ is absolutely positively going to cook with Nathaniel Hackett. Hello, I can't say Nathaniel Hackett. So you look at what he did in Seattle, right? In Seattle, there was constantly that push-pull between the run and the pass. It was all predicated on the run there. At least in Denver, it's going to be centered around what he can do with the deep ball. Remember, Hackett also was able to get Aaron Rodgers to buy into the system, and now he's doing the same with Russell Wilson. Let's take a look at the numbers of what Russell Wilson did for Seattle in his tenure there. 104 wins. That is second all-time there in the first 10 seasons. Fifth in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns. Now, the thing is, he'll get a chance to spread the ball around, especially over the middle. We know he throws a pretty deep ball, and he's going to have these big targets now in Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And there's also Jerry Judy, who's had a very uneven start to his career. And Jerry Judy is the kind of route runner that is really dependent on the timing and of a quarterback to get the ball out early in order to eat. And I think that Russell Wilson is going to be a top five quarterback with not only those wide receivers, but also with the running game as well. Uh, I want to I preface these statements with respectfully, because I respect 
respect the body of work that Russ has put on in the mm. league, but not top five entering 2022. And I think that was a question KB asked, and I'm going to say absolutely not. I mean, you got the top five. You saw four of them in the match. You had Patrick Mahomes. You had Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And I would add Justin Herbert right into that list would be my top five quarterbacks. And even after that, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Joe Burrow and other guys. So top five, no. I think he'll have to fight to be a top three quarterback in his own division. You look around there, those other quarterbacks, they have continuity with their guys. You know, uh, Derek Carr, he's getting his college wide receiver back. He's got Waller, Renfro. You look at what's in, in, in the, with the Chargers. You look in uh, Kansas City, loses Hill, but you still got Kelsey. Great, great career, Hall of Fame career, but top five in 2022 and going forward, it's an absolute no for me, dog. I hate it. Top five is hard. There's so many good quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. Darius said it perfectly. Four of them were playing golf together last week. So that leaves one spot for everybody else. You go back for Russell Wilson through the last 25 games or so that he's played. Statistically, he has not played like the Russell Wilson that we've seen in the past. He's had more turnovers. He's had less productivity. Last season was obviously impacted by the fact that he was coming back from a major injury, probably came back too soon in terms of the finger. He wasn't throwing the ball the same way. One thing, though, that you have to look at when you're talking about can he be a top five quarterback or wherever you want to place him is what they've set up for him in Denver. And that means Nathaniel Hackett, the new coach. It means the wide receivers he's got, guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy and company. And then also Javante Williams. A guy who I think that every Broncos fan, everybody who watched the Broncos play last season, was left wanting more. He had an exact split in terms of carries with Melvin Gordon. They both had 203 carries last season. Even though when you watch Williams play, you go, how is that guy not touching the ball all the time? Well, that was a coaching staff philosophy. They liked the veteran in Melvin Gordon. I would anticipate, regardless what else has happened, including Gordon in the backfield this season, you're going to see more opportunities for Javante Williams. The more we're talking about Javante Williams, the better Russell Wilson is going to play. That has been his history. When you've got a run game, when you got Marshawn Lynch, when you've got a really good defense, it takes some pressure off. It allows him to get out and create, take care of the football, which is what he's done best through his career. I think you're all on it, Tom, in the, in the, in the Russell Wilson scheme of things. Javante is going to play the Marshawn role. Uh, Jonathan Taylor led the NFL in broken tackles last year. Second on the list was Javante Williams with about 120 fewer carries, and he's still second on the list. But I'll get right into it. Speaking of lists, uh, here's my top five quarterbacks in the league right now, guys. Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen, number two, perfect weapon. Patrick Mahomes, number three, perfect weapon. Number four, Tom Brady. Number five, I don't know. I have question marks across the board. I have an open slot for that. There are any number of guys who can claim it. I don't think there is a de facto player right there. Justin Herbert is amazing. He's never played in a playoff game. Derek Carr has never won a playoff game. Matthew Stafford, maybe. Is he going to come back and be great this year? Was he great last year, or did he have a really cool playoff run in which he still threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl? I don't think he's a top five guy. I think what we're all coming to with this point is that we're saying, man, Russell Wilson is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's so prolific, but I just have no room at the end. The two quarterbacks and the five quarterbacks in the top five list are just too good. Like, there's too many excellent players right now, and there's this idea... Darius, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Russell Wilson it may be excellent this year. Is it fair to say that it's it, his best football might be behind him? Is Russell Wilson still in his prime? We see guys change positions. Peyton Manning in Denver. Stafford with the Rams. We see it all the time. Change teams, rather. And they're still excellent. Is Russell Wilson's best football still happening or still ahead of him, Darius? Or maybe we've seen the best of it and he'll be pretty good this year. If I had to choose, I would say his best football is behind him. You got it. You got great talent around mm -hmm. him. These are young guys still figuring it out. You got a brand new head coach. 
they will, we think, let Russ cook a little more. But, you know, when he was winning most of those games, a lot of run game, a lot of great defense. Russ can be tremendous, but can he get back to the spot, hit receivers coming out of breaks on time? Or is he going to try his Houdini things in Denver? That might not work out as great. So I would say right now, Russ's best football is probably behind him. And there's so many young quarterbacks coming up and playing so well so early. So it's tough uh, for him to probably even crack a top seven, eight list this year. I appreciate the authenticity, man. Listen, we like to hype players and be positive around here, but we have to keep it honest. It doesn't mean Russell Wilson can't win the Super Bowl next year. It's just the top five in our little rinky-dink offseason rankings is tough. There's just so many good quarterbacks. Good morning, football! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.